0: Uh, and I believe Emiliano Terry, or whatever his name is, who was only three years old, and I read the story and I, I watched you know the video and I was uh, talking to different people about it and it just as Brother Whitehead said, it made me cringe for a moment. How could a mother and we 're not condemning her because we don 't know the whole story yet we don 't even know if she did it, what have you, but just a simple thought of a mother doing this to her own child is something that is just utterly disturbing for me right now. That a mother could kill her own son, wrap him multiple times in trash bags, and then put him in a dumpster. It, it, really, it really disturbed me. And then God pointed me back to this text in Isaiah. If You could turn there with me. Isaiah chapter 49. And there's just one or two things I want to point out, and I promise you tonight, I'll I'll be in and out. If you blink, you're going to miss me, and I'm going to be gone tonight. But uh, Isaiah chapter 49, I had something else that I wanted to say tonight, but I think this is appropriate, and I want to give you some midweek manna and maybe some simple encouragement for the rest of your week until we can reconvene again on Saturday. Isaiah chapter 49 and uh, verse 14. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. And then verse 15, which is apropos for us, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion <clears throat> on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands, your walls are ever before me. Shall we pray? Father, I need you tonight. For a few brief moments, just keep me lasered in on what you have given me, God, so that we can get in this text and we can get right back out. And you can give us some simple encouragement tonight for the rest of our week. And Maybe we get to know you a little bit better than we know you now. We ask, O God, that you bless us indeed, forgive us of sins and shortcomings. As always, uh, let no one remember the messenger, not even so much the message, O God, but the master that is in the message. And above all things, save us into your kingdom. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, God says, I will not forget you. The first thing that jumped out at me as I read this text this morning, really, is this simple point. You really can't depend on anyone or anything in this world. You can't depend on anything or anybody. The moment you begin to depend on one thing or you begin to depend on any person, it now only becomes a matter of time before that person or that thing fails you or lets you down. Amen. Nothing is consistent. There is nothing in this world that is everlasting. The only thing that seems to really be consistent is change. Change will always occur, regardless of what happens in our lives, regardless of what we do or what we don't do. Even if we were to sit in a room by ourselves for God knows how many years, change is going to happen in our lives. And so you can't ever expect for the weather not to change, no matter how many times you pray for it. You're not always going to have sunny days. You're going to have sunny days and stormy days and foggy days and snowy days and rainy days and days you don't feel like getting up and days you don't feel like going to sleep. You can't ever expect the weather not to change. You can't ever expect your body not to change. With old age, we, we grow weaker. We're not as strong as we used to be. We put on a little pounds or we lose a little weight. Our bodies change over time no matter what we do, too. You can't ever expect your spouse not to change. Have mercy may not be the same person that you fell in love with or that you married, but over time they pick up habits and tendencies along the way that change them as a person and their personality either goes up, it becomes uh, more excitable or maybe they may go down, they may become more depressing over time or more quiet or they maybe get more angry over time, what have you. You can't ever expect anybody in your life to really change and your life itself is going to change, whether you like it or not. We can't get mad at God always for the changes that always happen in our life, and we can't get upset with God because the fact of the matter is none of us are exempt from change. I remember my mother was talking to me about a story in her life. There was a point where she was going through so much in her life, she did not know how she was going to make it through, and in a fit of anger and a fit of just being upset at God, she screamed out, God, why me? And my grandmother, her mother, was in earshot of her. And my grandmother came to her and said, why not you? What makes you so special that you don't have to go through change? What makes you so special that you think you don't have to go through suffering, which Christ promises that every single one of us will go through? Why not you? Change is an inevitable part of life. None of us are exempt from change. We have to deal with life uh, that we, we have to deal with a life that we will never completely have a full grasp on. And for the, things, for the things or the people that we decide to put complete and utter trust in, it is like trying to hold on to ropes of sand. You cannot do it. So you can't really trust people. And what I've discovered is that people are as fake, two-faced, and fickle as the day is long. People don't stay the same, no matter what they do. People change their minds in a heartbeat, and you've heard it before, stab you in the back one minute and speak kindly to your face the next. People change over time. You can't trust people. And as I was doing some research this week, I read an article that said that uh, the rate of, of, of bipolar people is twice as much in America as it is in the world. And so we have schizophrenic people and bipolar people with multiple personalities and people who put on masks to put up a front. Nobody is really who they say they are. You really can't trust anybody. Even look at the people that we hold in highest regard today. The people that we lift up to extraordinary heights and we expect that they will always exemplify the highest virtues and the most noble characteristics. These are the people that fail us just like everybody else. We have to realize that every human being, big or small, great or obscure, is fallible, is flawed, they are inconsistent, and we ought not put our absolute trust in anybody. I remember when Barack Obama came out with that uh, speech when he said that he was going to endorse uh, gay rights or gay marriage, and all the black people said, well, I'm not voting for him now. And I think, really, the reason that we said that is that we put too much trust in a man. Barack Obama is a man. He's a good man. According to the ladies, he's a good-looking man as well. But he's just a man. He's a man of the earth who happens to occupy the most powerful position on earth, but he is a man, and we cannot expect him to hold in high regard the very same virtues or the very same standards or ethics or morals or religious views that we have today. He is not perfect. And so even the people that we hold up in high regard, they're not perfect individuals. They will change over time. And we ought not put our absolute trust in anybody in this world. And if really there's one thing that I'm learning from this ABC sitcom scandal is that there is nothing more common in the world than scandal. General Petraeus. Bill Clinton. Martin Luther King. Big people that we put on podiums and sit on thrones, we cannot trust them as much as we can trust God. Hmm. Greatest among us sometimes cannot be trusted. You can take the humblest person, get this, you can give them a little money, give them a little power, give them a little fame, and you might not recognize them the next day. (laughs) That's why the Bible says that we ought to humble ourselves Under the mighty hand of God, and God will exalt us in due time. I thought about that thing. The more we try to ascend to these high high, heights, that's why we shouldn't try to uh, to push ourselves to the upper echelons of life. Because once we get ourselves there, now the problem is, how are we going to keep ourselves there? What are you going to do now? Because the world wants you to do much more than you did yesterday. You got to be better than the next girl, better than the next guy. You're gonna to have to compromise your beliefs at some point. So it really does us no good, especially as Christians, to try and strive to make it to the toppest, the highest point in this world. God says, humble yourself first. And I will exalt you in due time. Don't worry, I'll bring it together. You can't put trust in anybody in this world especially not in people. People are not always who they say they are sometimes. And there was a man who saw a woman that he loved, he liked. At that moment, it was just love at first sight. They got married rather quickly. They dated for, you know, a few weeks or so. They said, you know what the heck, with it, let's get married. Went to their honeymoon, got to the hotel room. Of course, before they began to involve themselves in the pleasure of marriage, Amen. The man went into the bathroom, and his wife began to prepare herself. And as she was doing that, she took a rag and wiped the makeup off of her face, took the earrings off of her ears and the rings off of her. She removed the fingernail polish, and and then she began to remove her fake eyelashes, took off her wig... And then she even took the teeth out of her mouth. Okay. Man comes out of the bathroom, <laughs> looks at her, and then begins to look around the room and said, where is the woman that I married? Okay. <clears throat> people are not always who they seem. Yeah. And people change over time. Which means you cannot, brothers and sisters, hear me tonight. You cannot put absolute trust in any single person on this earth. You can't even trust your own mama. Okay. I'm not saying today that we should walk around suspicious of everybody. And, but we should recognize that because of sin, we really can't depend on anybody. Not even the people that are closest to us. In my mind, oftentimes, it goes back, when I I think about marriage, it, it goes back to Job. The Bible says that this man was perfect in every way, did everything right, took care of his family, took care of his children, all this kind of stuff. And out of nowhere, he has an uh, issue in his life. His children die. His house is gone. His cattle is gone. All his money is taken. And all of a sudden, he is now left destitute in needing of support of his closest friends and his family. And out of nowhere, the brother's own wife says, you, lost your, do you still maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. Wow. My hmm. mind goes to Jacob, a man who seemed to be good but then stole the birthright from his brother Esau. My mind goes to Judas, who seemed to be an okay guy, but betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. My mind goes to Simon Peter, whom even after Jesus told him he would do it, he betrayed Jesus and denied him three times. We can't put our trust in even the best people or even the people that are closest to us We ought not put our trust in them, and we also ought not put our trust in things either. Now, our world today is so enamored with things today that I feel like things have jacked up our minds and even our list of priorities today. Let me give you a few examples. Can I do that? Some of us put more trust in our smartphones than we do God. We trust Google more than we do God. We will ask Google more questions than we ask God. We will talk to Google more than we talk to God. Are y'all hearing me tonight? We talk to Twitter more than we talk to God. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We, 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 we spend more time snapping pictures of ourselves in a thousand different conceivable positions on Instagram. Rather than looking in the mirror of God's word to see what we really look like. We will trust Facebook more than we trust God or even people for that matter. Now, I remember when in, in, at Oakwood, when I was in college, when Facebook was really just building up steam, you know, it, it didn't matter if a couple was screaming from the hilltops that they were together. It didn't matter if they were holding hands and slobbing each other down in the middle of campus. If we went back to Facebook and it did not say that they were in a relationship where they weren't together. If Facebook didn't say it, then it was not true. We trust Facebook more than just about anything else today. We will spend so much more time washing our cars and making sure that it is clean more than we spend time worshiping God and making sure our lives are clean. People love money so much, they will scheme and they will compromise and they will backbite, even kill each other for it. And the Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil, not money, the love of money. We are so enamored with things that we have in this world. And so our list of priorities is really, really jacked up. The thing is this. God is on our list. He's definitely on there. We're grateful for that. The problem is he's not at the top of the list. He's on the list. All right. He's there. He's just not at the top. We have piled up so many things in front of God. We have almost edged him out of our life. I told this to the young adult Sabbath school the other week, most often mornings, I feel like I'm so addicted to Facebook and Instagram and so many other little gadgets and apps that are on my phone today, I I wake up in the morning and the first thing I want to do is just check Instagram. I want to see who liked my picture. I want to see who commented on me want to see who said what and who liked this and who did that and all this other junk that I fill my head with before I even open my Bible and thank God for another day. We're enamored with a lot of things in our lives. And I saw a picture the other day with these words. Only in America on the day after we give thanks for what we do not deserve do we go out and push and shove and act a fool to get the things we don't. Mm-mm. Black Friday (laughs) has become such a scandal, whatever it is, that last year they literally trampled a working man to death. Oh, y'all not hearing me tonight. Every year on Black Friday, people fight and fights break out everywhere over things. A new TV, a new phone. A new car, nice clothes, video games, and a man one year got trampled to death. Are you hearing me? They literally marched over his body to get what they wanted. We have put so much value in things today. People will compromise their beliefs. They will scheme their plot. They'll do things that are, that are, that are unchristian and ungodly. People today will even take you out to get what they want when you really think about this thing, I really thought about it. I can't really put any great value on things. I was thinking about my car. I love it. I'm I'm praising God for it today. I'm thankful for that thing. But I, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's just metal. It's just four wheels. It's just something for a functional purpose to get me from point A to point B. It's a whole bunch of metal and plastic that some insignificant man on an assembly line has fashioned together to work according to the plans that they gave him. That's all it is. I thought about clothes. Clothes are expensive, they look nice, and we love to have them form-fitting so that we can show off our muscles and our curves and all of these things. But at the end of the day, clothes are just pieces of cloth. Uh, okay. I think about houses today and how we put so much money into them and there's, not, there's no problem with driving a nice car and there's no problem with wearing nice clothes and there's no problem with having a comfortable house but at the end of the day, do we realize that a house is nothing more than a place to live? And as I thought about that thing, God took me back to the, uh, 2 Peter uh, chapter 3 and verse 10. And God says there that everything, when he comes, will burn up in fervent heat. It will not last. If all the money that we put into cars and all the money that we put into clothes and all the time that we spend in our houses and the things that we do to build them up so that we look good in front of people that we don't like and we spend money that we don't have to impress people that we do not like, at the end of the day, anything can happen to those things and when God comes, the Bible says that they will all burn up not in heat but in fervent heat. You can't put your trust in people and you cannot put your trust In things. For me, that doesn't leave a whole lot of options for me. It only leaves one option. And that's God. God Almighty. You just live long enough, brothers and sisters. And you'll find out that people will forsake you. Just, Just keep on living and you'll find out that things will let you down. But as long as you live. I intentionally made this simple tonight. As long as you live, never forget that God says he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he is the only one that could make that type of promise and that type of deal with you. Well, the people of Israel are actually dealing with this as well. And the Bible says, But Zion said to the Lord, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. You have to go back and look at the context of Isaiah. The people of Israel, they're they're, they're in captivity. They've lost their homeland. They've been taken away. They can't worship God the way they want. And it seems like people have let them down because their rulers and their kings have turned against God and cursed them almost, it seems like. And then things have let them down because they put their trust in idols and they tried to build uh, worship temples to other gods instead of worshiping the God that created them and, and took them away from Egypt and blessed them and and showered them with the good things of the world and and brought them into a land flowing with milk and honey. So people and things have let them down. And finally, the people of Israel got to the point of saying, Lord, you have forsaken us. And then God speaks up loud and clear like he always does to his people that pray to him. Can a mother forget the baby that is at her breast? And have no compassion on the child she has born. Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Listen to what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying to you tonight and to all of us, you to me are like a suckling baby. And I am your mother. Depend on me for everything that you need and like a good mother I will not suffer you to suffer loss more than you can handle I will provide for your every need and I will protect you you can trust me and I thank God today for this word God is our protector He is our provider and actually we are pieces of God. We are created in his image just like any baby would be created in the image of its mother. So God is predisposed to help us when we are in trouble and we can trust him in any situation. Now, mothers really are some of the most feared and respected creatures in the animal kingdom. I'll tell you about my mother. If you mess with me, My mother will hurt you. I'm the baby. (laughs) You can't mess with me. If I go home and I tell my mother that somebody is messing with me in the church, she will find her way up here. My mother does not play. And she loves me enough that my mother would be willing to risk death and risk her life itself to make sure that I am taken care of. That's a mother's love. And the truth is, you don't want to mess with a mama anything. I went to the internet today and I just looked at uh, some animals and I studied uh, how mothers take care of their babies and uh, how they take care of their offspring. And, and you remember that story in the Bible where Elijah's walking and there are some boys that, that call out to him, go up thou bald head, go on, go on, go on. And the Bible says, out of nowhere, two what? She-bears comes out of the woods and mauls all of them. Forty-two boys die right there on the spot. The Bible does not say a bear. The Bible says a she-bear comes out and kills all of them. Well, I went and looked at some lionesses as well. And did you know that lionesses are the ones who actually do the hunting? They're the ones that do the killing. And so really what God is saying is he is comparing himself to a mother that would risk everything that he has to save us. God will do anything for us so much that he can say, listen, you know that a mother is not going to forget its baby. But even if a mother were to do that, I am not like that. You can trust me. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Hmm. And I love God today for that. He is the only consistent thing that we have in this world. Driving down the road. Matter of fact, your life is not even promised to you today. You could walk out of these doors and drop dead on the spot. Breath could expire from your lungs. Your heart could stop beating. You could collapse right there, and that would be the end of you right there. Nothing is promised to us. Our cars, we can go down the road today and get into an accident. It'll all be over. All the car that we spent, the much time we spent polishing it and cleaning it and paying all that money for it, all the amount of money that we put into our house today could burn down, God forbid. Nothing is promised to us. The only thing that is consistent in this world is God. And we would be best served to trust God today with everything that we have. He says to us, can a mother forget her baby that is at her breast and have no compassion on the child that she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. And get this, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Highly unlikely for a mother to leave her child or forget her child for that matter. But God says even if that were to happen, he would be better to us than that. The only person that you can depend on, and I'm done, the only person that you can put your trust in is the Lord. The Bible says a a few verses that almost make me want to shout today. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And do not even lean to your own understanding. What you know and what you have been taught about the world is not true. Do not lean to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he will direct your path. The Bible says some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. But we trust in the name of our Lord. We are not like everybody else. We don't put our trust in people. Barack Obama is a great man, and I voted for him, and I praise God for the man of God. But I do not trust him with my life. The only person I trust absolutely and totally is God. The Bible says, Except the Lord build the house, they that labor, labor in vain, except God keepeth the city. They that watcheth, watcheth but in vain. Even Job said after all that he went through in his life, the boy even said that, you know, I wish I could put on a suit and go up to God's place and argue with him and ask him what he is doing in the world. But then the Bible says God shows up and speaks to him out of a whirlwind and says, Job, shut up. You don't even know what's going on. Do you know why I keep snow so that when it's time for the winter season, I can release it? Do you know how I feed the goats and keep the birds of the air happy? Do you know how the earth is at the perfect tilt on its axis? Do you know anything? You need to trust me, Job. The Bible says that Job says, naked I came from the womb. Naked I shall return. I will still praise the name of the Lord. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. The Bible says our God does not, tr- does not change like shifting shadows. I heard the story this week about this young boy, Emiliano uh, Terry, whatever his name is. My heart was, was, was crushed. And the truth is, we've heard this story before. Let's just be honest about it. The reason we know more about it is because it's, it's, it's here in Cleveland. But we've had many stories of mothers who have done the same thing. Heinous acts, heinous crimes where they have just done things that are unseemly. But the Bible says things like this will happen in the last days. The love of many will wax cold, mother will turn against son, son will turn against daughter, husband against wife, so on and so forth. We are only seeing the beginning of birth pains in this world today. And my encouragement for you, this is your midweek manner today, I don't want it to be deep, don't want it to be hard for you to chew on, just want you to swallow it down. I just need you to know tonight that the only person that you can trust is God. There is nobody else. There is nothing else you can put your trust in except for God and God alone. Father, tonight, thank you for your word. Thank you for the fact, God, that you say unto us even if our mother and our father were to forsake us, oh God, you yourself would take us up. Tonight, God, we realize we can't trust anybody. People will fail us. People will stab us in the back, and we don't go around looking at people suspiciously, and we're not looking at everybody and waiting for them to fail us, but God, we know today that the only person we can trust is you. And so right now, God, we just surrender our lives all over again to you. We just ask, oh God, that you train us, God, and you discipline us to spend the majority of our time with you. We ask, oh God, even that you would help us to spend the majority of our money on you. We ask, oh God, that you help us to give the majority of our talents and our gifts to you. That we would give you the best and the first of our service. For you are the only one that is worthy. Help us, oh God. And even tonight, Lord, we we pray for that mother wherever she is. Whatever is going on, Lord, we, we don't know the situation. The truth of the matter is the truth may never come out this side of glory. We may never know. But God, we pray for her. We pray for all those who have loved on uh, the young man throughout his life. It's sad, God, but again, it is a reminder to us that even love itself in this world will wax cold.